1: Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss email list building tactics and must-know email marketing strategies. Joining us is Emily McGuire, who is the customer evangelist at AWeber, which delivers powerfully simple email marketing software for small businesses. So far this week, Emily and I have talked about understanding your email marketing strategies, and yesterday we talked about building a quality email list. Today, we're going to wrap up our conversation talking about how you can improve your newsletter conversions. All right, here's the last part of my conversation with Emily McGuire, a customer evangelist at AWeber. Emily, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Excited to be here. Excited to have you back on the show and to wrap up our conversation today. We've talked about high level, what are the email marketing strategies? How do you think about one to many versus one to one? How do you make sure that the emails you're collecting are clean, useful, and also timely? And today I want to go into a little bit about nurture. And honestly, most of the time when people think about email marketing, they're thinking about one to many. How do I get my newsletter in front of people? How do I stay in front of them until they're in market? And then I think the underrated part of the newsletter is how do I actually drive them from the content I'm pushing to them into my funnel. I'm talking about some of the ways that you advise email marketers on improving their newsletter conversions.
2: So particularly, well, we previously talked about how you know people just aren't consuming content the way they used to, especially in digital channels. We are marketers are competing with so many distractions, texts. Slack messages, kids at home, whatever it is. So we have a very short time to capture the attention of our audience and get them to do what we want. And traditionally, people think about newsletters as putting in, you know, link roundups or a ton of content just blasted at everybody. And that is definitely a strategy that can work, but it's not one that I recommend doing for every single email. I like to think about emails and newsletters more around campaigns, especially when you have something you particularly want to promote. So maybe pausing on your newsletters that contain more content, but they're important because they keep your audience engaged. But then thinking about, okay, is there something that we really need to feature and promote right now? And keeping the content in those emails really simple and straightforward and guiding people from their pain points to how your promotion solves their pain points, and then giving them really clear and easy instructions on how to achieve their goals by taking advantage of your promotion.
1: I'm very proud of you for not saying it depends. (laughs) But I honestly think that there's some, it depends in here. It depends what type of business you have. You know, I run a media business. People are interested in our content and our newsletter. And so Rounding up all of the content that we've produced or rounding up the content that has been published across the industry might be something, hopefully is something, that our audience is interested in. If you're, I don't know, selling pest patrol, you're probably not interested in the latest news from the pest patrol industry if you've got bugs in your house. So you got to think about your newsletter in a couple of different ways, right? You're understanding maybe some of the pain points people are having at home, not specifically just focusing on pest patrol. For the record, I'm looking at a box from Pesty, which is a pest control company that sends a monthly or quarterly pest control services. And I found them on the internet and signed up for their newsletter. And when we had bugs in our house, well, guess what? I went through email marketing and bought a package of services, different ways to use email marketing. So how do you find the right match for your content, your cadence, depending on what your brand does?
2: Well, A, it depends on your resources. Not everybody has a dedicated email marketing team to churn out an email every day. So I recommend typically at least a weekly email just to keep your audience warm and keep your name and brand recognition in the inbox. But in terms of the actual content you're sending, I like to come up with content categories. So a newsletter might be appropriate once a month to where you are sending maybe some company news or some personal stories so that you put a human face on your business or customer success stories, anything like that. And then you might have slots in your calendar for specific promotional emails, whether it's a new feature update, a new product, a sale, whatever that might be, there has to be that balance between content and sales-focused emails. And I think people get kind of worried sometimes that they're afraid that they're going to come off too salesy in their emails. They're worried that they're going to be one of those brands that just is asking people to buy, buy, buy all the time. There's a balance between serving valuable content that keeps people engaged, but also helping them solve their pain points by becoming a customer. And where I see people really fall short in their newsletters when they are sending out more content-focused emails is that they forget to tell people how to become a customer. They're so focused on, here's all this great content we have for you, That if I were saying, if I got the email and was like, you know what, I have been meaning to reach out to them, there's no information on what's my next step. So always including that next step in every email you send out is going to improve your conversions at the gate.
1: A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex, ready to take your team from I think to I know. You should always be selling in an appropriate time, place, and fashion. And when you're doing a newsletter, maybe you're not leading with buy, 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 buy. Maybe you're giving content and saying, interested in becoming our customer, here's the way to move forward. Talk to me a little bit about benchmarking. When you're thinking about what your conversions are from an email, you know, I think of the main KPIs, your open rate, your click-through rate, and then you're looking at some sort of a website transaction. Are there ways that you can benchmark what is a good newsletter, what your conversion should be, and how do we think about what's actually working or not?
2: So there are a lot of industry benchmark reports out there, but often I look at it as it has to be your brand's benchmarks because it just varies widely and you don't know what's going on in other people's marketing programs, (laughs) the quality of their data or what strategies they have around that. So I tell people to look at your last three months worth of data, and that becomes your benchmark where you're gauging each send from. Conversion rates are going to depend on what actions you're driving your subscribers to. So that might be sales calls. How many calls are you booking per email, per month, whatever that might be? It might be new account creations or even account adoption. So how many people are using your product? If you have a SaaS product, it might be actual revenue and sales. If you maybe are an e-commerce company. So again, it depends on your business and the specific goals you are setting for your emails. And I think that's where a lot of people forget to look at is what are my goals for email campaigns and what is measurable? because not everything is right.
1: You gave me the good old, it depends there. I'm going to press it you know. a little harder. I've heard that the benchmarks for emails are a 30% open rate of the people that open 10% of them are going to click. Are those still relatively relevant benchmarks or maybe, yeah, maybe no,
2: no, not really because, because of the iOS update in the fall, I'm seeing open rates across varying industries around 30%, sure, but that's a lot higher than it was a year ago. But I'm also seeing people with 50% open rates, with 70% open rates, or 10% open rates. And that's a wide variation. And it really depends on how clean you're keeping your list and how much engaging content you're putting in your emails. And click-through rates, if you're dumping a ton of links in your emails, that can often be overwhelming for people. And so that can vary, right? It might increase clicks, but often it's too many options and people just don't know what to click on. And like, if you really want to get great click-through rates, you tease out content in your email and then promise to deliver on it once they click. But is that the optimal experience for an email reader? We know that the more you ask people to click, the less likely they're going to complete your goal action. So it's a balance on what metrics you're trying to prioritize and the ways you're trying to maneuver people through your funnel.
1: Well, I guess it depends does actually ring true here. When it comes down to email marketing, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Give us one last super secret trick to writing a great email newsletter.
2: Use the word you. When you are talking to your audience, especially in subject lines, making it super clear that it's about your subscriber and the benefit they're going to get from opening your email or reading it will also help you reorient how you're thinking about writing. So you're not using as much language around, we want you to, or this is how we do things. It's about what's in it for your subscriber. That's my top tip. It's not super secret. But it's an often neglected one and a common mistake I see all the time.
1: I think that it's great advice. Focus your newsletter on the person that's actually reading the newsletter because at the end of the day, you're trying to get them to enjoy the content, get value out of it, build a relationship. It's all about nurture. And over time with more frequency, hopefully higher reach, then you start to drive that engagement that you really want. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Emily McGuire, customer evangelist at AWeber. If you'd like to get in touch with Emily, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter. Her handle is Flourish and Grit, or you could visit her company's website, which is aweber.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to MartechPod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter, and you can even send us your topic suggestions, or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is MartechPod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Schaap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P.